the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen? Weird booksmen. Weird wild booksmen. Uh, weird beatniks. Yeah. Dig it, daddy-o. Yeah. Um, I listened. Uh, we'll get into the book. I already got other nonsense to talk about, but, but I want to mention off, off the top, I, I this week listened to... Uh, uh, the audiobook a little bit for a few chapters. Of Who the book. reads it? Tom Jack pa- Nicholson. Jack. No, Tom Parker. And I was like, Colonel Tom Parker reads this. Wow. No, Is it Tom Hanks as ter- Colonel Tom <laughs> oh, Parker? God, I wish. I hope he starts doing that after this Elvis movie. I'm excited for this Elvis movie. Uh, you're a big Boz Lerman fan. You know what? I've you never saw that not- Gatsby movie for yeah. this show. I've never not been entertained by a. Boss you hated Lerman. that movie. Yeah, but I was entertained by it. <laughs> I mean, I hated what? it. <laughs> I hated it after. Uh, did I read the book or did you read the book? That I time? read the book. Okay. You watched the movie, but I like heard all. Did about you the really book. watch the movie? No, I did watch the movie, and I liked. I Tim, if you go back and listen to that episode, I gave way too detailed of a description <laughs> to have not watch that movie. Um, but I but. So I had problems with like how they adapted some of the things mm-hmm. where it seemed like Boz Lerman like kind of missed the point of a few things. Not Boz. I've never seen a Boz Lerman movie. You've never seen Moulin Rouge? Nope. Itchy kitchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have seen it then. How else would you know? I was that? a wedding and bar mitzvah <laughs> and sweet sixteen and just DJ. Yeah. The man. year uh that the Missy Elliott, who else sang on that? Pink was in there. It was a cavalcade of stars. The Lady Marmalade Uh, remake. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's still kind of like a probably wedding bar mitzvah Not as much as it was in like 2003 2002. You wouldn't be surprised to hear it uh, get a spin at an event. No. Um, Hey, we're going to an event in a month. A mm-hmm. wedding. A, two dear friends of ours getting married. Uh-huh. Thinking of getting a new suit for it, Tom. Oh, really? Number one. Uh-huh. I think my old suit might not fit me so great. I haven't worn it in at right. least uh, yeah, well, two and a half years. Look like a sausage walking around. And number two, I have a pretty much an all-purpose suit. Uh-huh. Uh, um, that I bought in 2012 or 2013. Weddings, funerals. Yeah. Bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Sweet sixteens. <laughs> Sweet 16s. Uh but uh I feel like all right, it's like ten years later, mm-hmm. I can spend like six hundred dollars again <laughs> right, and buy yeah. another suit, right? Tim, you should go to our sponsor into Chino. Nah, I won't be doing that. <laughs> Their shit doesn't fit. <laughs> Tim. What? You can't say that. Their shit does fit. I mean, do the pants that you got fit? I had to get them resized, but then they fit like a glove. <laughs> All right. They, they fit very nice now. Okay. Um, well, Tom, we're behind would, a paywall. Would you? Yeah, but- I'm not going to take those gummies either. <laughs> well, you'd have to specify the gummies because we've <laughs> yeah. done a lot of gummies ads. I do still every day. Athletic greens. I like I that. had athletic greens today. I made, yeah. uh, made a smoothie with other stuff, yeah. and I was like, why don't I just throw some athletic greens in yeah. here? I made the whole thing green. Nice. Yeah, I, I was like, look at this, and dumped it over my head and pretended it was slime. Oh, nice. Did you say, <laughs> I don't know first? I, uh, uh, I don't know if I did. Oh, oh it's happening uh, again. again. Um, no, I like our sponsors. I think we've we've had yeah. pretty good sponsors. Maybe I'll get an Indochino suit. Yeah. Can, oh, I can use the code. Yeah, use the promo code. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's All what right. I'm saying, Tim. If you're looking to spend like $600, their suits start at 450 Indochino.com yeah. slash guide? Yeah. And you can go to- <laughs> Not their... found, 404. <laughs> well, I think it might just be promo code guide. Okay. But you can go to their, uh, I mean, their Brooklyn location. They'll take your size. They'll take they your measure. They got a Brooklyn location? Yeah. Where? Because that's where I had to go, uh, I think, in downtown Brooklyn. That's where I had to go to get it resized. Oh, that's where I went and bought a tie for uh, Dan's wedding, but I didn't wind up wearing the tie. 
You went to Indochino? No. Uh, the, just the, downtown Brooklyn? Well, I know the district. Oh, oh, I see. Um, yeah, I mean, you just go there and... Uh, I mean, my problem was I screwed up the measurements. Yeah. So then I had to go there, have somebody take my measurements. I'll have a then, professional do that. Then when I got it, it fit like a glove. But you can go there. They'll take your measurements uh, in the first place, and then you'll know that your suit fits. This is great. And then they'll just send it to you. A bestseller, four forty nine. Can't beat that. Four ninety nine. Let's get a little more more expensive here. <laughs> I got a promo code. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a suit somewhat recently. I think before Indochino was a sponsor, and uh, yeah, like a nice fitting suit, Tim. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, then of course I plan to lose a lot of weight, so <laughs> it'll be useless to me. But <laughs> man, I I was going through clothes recently where I was like, ah, these clothes I've had for like, I don't know, like with the tag still on of like, well, maybe if I get back to my weight when I was 18, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day it's a, a it's motivation. No, it's not. You're just going to go back in the back of the closet. Uh, speaking of getting older, uh, which one of us is <laughs> Tim. I I am going to a, a getaway for your 40th birthday. So I know for a fact, Tim, if I go to this getaway and you don't turn 40, Tom, I mean, be nobody's furious. going. This is a prank. This is a carry style prank. A carry style? Yeah. Oh, where I'm going to get blood? Yeah. So I'm going to have to fly all the way to Fiji just to get a bucket of, or it's going to happen at the airport. It's going to happen at the Fiji airport. <laughs> You're still going to fly all the way to Fiji, but there's no plane. And it's like, all right, asshole, get back on the plane. And they make you get right back on the same plane. You're in in Antarctica, not in Fiji. Um, But I mentioned on on the regular show this week uh, that I went to uh, Shark Skin, huh? Ooh, sounds sharp. Oh, sorry. You mentioned on the regular show. Uh, that I went to the museum uh, this past Of natural weekend. history. The Museum of Natural History in the Hayden Planetarium. Uh, a lovely birthday gift for my girlfriend, uh, which is why I mentioned- A getting, nice lady. Getting older. Um, what I didn't mention- A nice the- lady who miscalculated that uh, you'd be interested in <laughs> be smart stuff. Well, here's- uh, No. Uh, she was 100% right, Tim. In fact, I- uh, had a you few... really like smart stuff? No, and I gave uh, I called the museum employees over a few times to correct different exhibits <laughs> okay. I was seeing. Give them a little more detail about some of the uh, various stuffed animals and stuff. Um, but what I did not mention, which I will mention now that we're behind a paywall, Tim, is that <laughs> went to the planetarium and took edibles. Oh, nice. Now, Tim, I'm not an edibles guy, and there are two reasons for that. Uh, for, you can't well, control three, yourself. Well, three reasons. You first, turn into re- Cookie Monster. <laughs> first, I wish. First reason, uh, they were not a, they were not legal beforehand, and I am a law-abiding citizen. What do you mean they're not legal? Before? They weren't legal before New York State legalized marijuana. Oh, but they, they were made in like a legal facility? This wasn't like... That's not my concern, Tim. My concern is... I know, but what I'm saying is like, this isn't something that like some guy on the corner was like, oh... Yeah, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of deal. So that's the first reason Gummies? why. Gummies? What kind of edible? Uh, Like a Jolly Rancher type uh, okay. suckers. Oh, that seems... Did you get impatient? Uh, We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first reason. Second reason is this is a beat next I guess story. Maybe, this yeah, is really well, much in the theme of the Tim. These edibles had tea in them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second reason, uh, you know, just two reasons because the second reason is kind of a, a twofold reason. Anytime I've had them, they've either not worked, I haven't felt anything. Or I've just been like too nervous to take, you know, more the than right like amount. a little tiny bit and see. And then usually by the time like it should have kicked in and it hasn't, 
I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to wait like, right, right, more right. time. I'll just get a beer or something. Um, <laughs> they don't sell beer at the planetarium, dumb. No, or like, which I'm, is weird. I'm thinking about, uh, like, I, I don't took, want people to piss on the seat. I took, I, took, I remember taking one once, uh, uh, like a, a friend that you don't know. Uh, it's I'd gone to see Cats in the movie theater. Who? Nobody you know. Tell me. I'm not telling you. Well, I'll believe the it, name. A, a friend of my girlfriend's. Okay. So somebody actually you did meet uh, at my birthday party. Yeah, I know all these people. Yeah. Name one. Name. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Tell me my girlfriend's name. Landy? Something like that. But um, anyway, like, so like at Cats, somebody was like, hey, you want some of this? And I was like, yeah, I'll take, uh, you know, what what should I take? And they were like, uh, you know, I don't, I think they were like, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't really know. So I took like one, didn't, didn't really feel anything, but it was like, you know, what am I, I, I'm at Cats watching the movie. So like, this isn't working. I need to be fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's like pretty much. You saw cats in the theater? Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Not before they like fixed the buttholes or whatever. Um, do, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. So anyway, uh, so that's that's been my experience. You had two holes in the popcorn thing. You had one <laughs> oh. on the bottom and one on the side, <laughs> waiting for those buttholes to come. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just a lot of popcorn all over the floor <laughs> exactly. me. but uh so this time though i was like you know i haven't been to a planetarium and i don't know how long at least 20 years may probably like 30 years yeah you didn't go to the planetarium in your 20s no so i was like all right i'm going to a planetarium you're 48 years old <sighs> i'm not 48 um <laughs> And I don't know if you've noticed this, but like anytime we've been like away together, like, you know, a lot of times me and you and other friends of ours will like rent a house upstate mm-hmm. or whatever. Sometimes for people's birthdays. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm, I'm the star man. I want to see the stars. Oh yeah. Cause I, I even like you're the star of the show. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> the center of attention. I'm the main character. <laughs> um, but I always want to see stars because, like, you can't, you can't see, see shit, shit here. Yeah, it sucks. York. And then every time I'm, and I've never been like this, but then every time I'm outside New York and I see stars, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot. This is amazing. Yeah. Um. So I, I really want to see stars, but I was like, all right, the, the easiest way is to go to the planetarium. Uh, but I was like, ah. Remember this joke, the planetarium? No. From uh, like season one South Park. Oh, and what's the joke? The guy doesn't know how to say tease. I think. Oh, <laughs> as far as South Park goes, it's <laughs> one that doesn't make it doesn't make my blood boil. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, I want you know, but we're we're gonna be at the museum for a while. Uh, like I, I don't want to be like a scumbag smoking a joint outside yeah. the museum, even though it's perfectly legal now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll take, <laughs> because I think I told you, like I, I had some weed before I went into Spider-Man, uh, no way home. And like the whole, and like, I normally don't smoke weed, like I'll vape oh, weed okay. or whatever. Why wouldn't you, why didn't you just vape it before Spider-Man? Because the vape doesn't like hit as hard oh, okay. and you like lasts as long. It's like, ah, I want to be like, yeah, good, okay. nice to going into Spider-Man. And uh, people aren't vaping in the theaters these days. No, but I got I. I went to pick up a package at my rental office the other day, and a guy with the guy was vaping in there. The man? Yeah, the man. Huh. It's like, come on. I mean, I, I, don't the know, I don't know what he was vaping, but yeah, it was like no. And then I'm waiting for him to find my package. Literally, in like, you know, he had like one of those like fucking Doctor Who's. Uh, uh, Widgy Wadgy or yeah, like that kind of thing. It was just like this huge thing, huge cloud of smoke, of vapor, and like now I'm just like standing in a cloud that came out of this man's lungs. Yeah, Um, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, 
Uh, and I, I don't think it was weed. I think it was nicotine or, but whatever. I don't. I know. got into uh, last week when I was here, Tom. Mm-hmm. Room to a lift. Yeah. To to bring me home. So I wasn't about to walk. Yeah, you didn't just dark the, out. You didn't just take the stairs. <laughs> that's a joke for our British <laughs> oh, listeners. That's very nice. <laughs> um, and the guy uh, was maskless. Uh huh. Even though in the app it says like you have to yeah, wear a mask yeah. still. Whatever. I wear a mask. I, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um. Yeah, he's you're like, in a car. People are coming in and out of those cars all the yeah. time. And he goes, uh, I don't know if it's true, but my last, the, the person I just dropped off mm-hmm. said, Lyft said, you don't have to wear masks anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he had his mask off. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know if it's true? He's like, no, nah, I didn't hear anything. He's like, but you're the one who works for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, don't worry, Tom. He had I, don't, a, I don't remember ever falling for like when I worked at a store, somebody coming in and being like, you know, these are free now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but uh, all right. So he had his mask off, but he said, don't worry, I have these essential oils. And he had oh, an okay. essential well, oil diffuser, essential. Yeah. and the car smelled like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. every, every mm-hmm. couple minutes, mm-hmm. he would just lean up to the diffuser and go... <laughs> a bad idea and he was just like i did this all throughout covid i had so many covid patients in this car me and my family never <laughs> they, got COVID. They coughed all over that seat you're <laughs> yeah um anyway uh, i don't know if it's true yeah but hey masks off baby yeah oh, I, thought you were I, gonna like, say, I don't know if it's true but essential oils uh cure covid <laughs> and then he's like it's so it it has to do with so much more than you know if you're wearing a mask it's like uh, how often do you shower? Do you wash your ass? No. It's like, okay. Oh, okay. Can you just drive a little faster? <laughs> I'm already going 110 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> um, he uh, also had replicas of uh, Rolls Royces. Oh, nice. All throughout the He's like, I really like Rolls Royces. And he had like these toy Rolls Royces all throughout the car. Yeah. Jeez, say, hey, you should get one of those instead of this, like, uh, Honda Civic. I just went, ah, one day, right? And he was like, hey, you're telling me, brother. And, yeah. like, with his face three inches away from my face, because he spent most of the time <laughs> looking Turned back around. at me. Yeah. You yeah. didn't ask if you can get a hit of that essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> my head was out the window like a dog. Um, oh, but I, so I was going to say, what I didn't want was a repeat of Spider-Man No Way Home. Which was... Uh, we'll I, get to the book in a yeah. second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about Spider-Man because I already talked about it with you before. Right. <laughs> but like I I smoked, which I normally don't right. do, before the movie. And then like walking in the movie, I'm like, again, it's legal, so it's fine. But I'm like, I, I fucking reek of weed. <laughs> Tom. And then what? you know how many movies I went to in... 2001, 2, and 3, reeking of weed. weed. I went to the SpongeBob movie, like, (laughs) I think, like, a matinee, like a Saturday at 3. Opening day matinee. Um, Like, like, there was a five-year-old in the seat next to me, Um, I didn't give a shit. But I went to climb into my seat, and I fell through the seat. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. Well, not, like, fell through. It was, like, I put my hand down to, like, kind of, like... Uh, brace yourself yeah like brace myself and there was nothing there so i just like kind of went through <laughs> so it's like great now I, I stick a weed and people are seeing me like basically almost flipped upside down <laughs> in the seat where'd you see it uh at, at alamo, alamo okay. Draft all right that's not so bad yeah um but it was like a packed house and you know it was embarrassing but uh uh, so for this, I didn't want a repeat of that. So I, I brought some of these uh, these Jolly Rancher things. And now I had had two packages of these Jolly Ranchers. And the first package I had had a few times and just like never did anything. Uh, so I assume that was the same case for the second ones. That was not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I was so high. It was the highest I've ever been. Well, who was it? Katie Couric? Who took the... Oh, uh, Maureen Dowd, was it? Oh, Maureen Dowd, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Was it a down situation? It was borderline. It was borderline where like on the way home, that was the problem. It took so long. I know they always say like, ah, oh, you're supposed to wait because it can take like hours. This took like four hours to hit. Did you take just one? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first one didn't. But again, I took the first one. And like it didn't do anything. And after like two hours, I was like, all right, I'll pop another one. And then that didn't do anything. So I was like, all right, I'll pop another one. And then three? All a, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the subway thinking, how'd I get on a subway? <laughs> how does this thing work? <laughs> well, the wacky thing is, she didn't. I was doing, I think, like a very good. I was only like freaking out. I bet you were doing a great job. No, Doug. I was because it was like, I was so high that it was like only in my head. So yeah. like it wasn't until like late we we're talking on the subway. And then finally I was like, I, I think I'm like the highest I've ever been in my <laughs> life right now, by the way. And I keep kind of like leaving my body <laughs> <laughs> and not in like a good way, in a way that's like terrifying and I hate it. And I just like desperately want to be home right now. Um, so yeah. Oh, but that brought me to say, do you know, so like weed legalization in or tea legalization, uh, very weird in New York cause mm -hmm. it got legalized immediately, but not legal to sell only right. to gift. Do you know there's like a, like a ton of places already selling weed in oh, New yeah. York? Yeah. I, I read a thing about like the, the unlicensed dispensaries where it's like, Oh, come in and give us a gift yeah, or, or like make a donation and then we'll give you a gift. And that's how they're getting around. Cause you're allowed to gift weed to people, but not yeah. sell it. Um, but then also apparently like pretty much any deli in New York city right now, if you're like, Hey, you sell weed. They're like, yep. <laughs> and then they'll just like pull stuff out from under, uh, under the desk or whatever. Yeah. Cause it's mostly just that like, yeah, it's still illegal, but I, I don't know. It's like you get like a ticket. It's like a $25 yeah. and ticket. And also like police don't enforce anything. No, and they've they've told the police like don't enforce this. Yeah. I mean, these dispensaries that open, which are like super, so blatant that when I saw one, I was like, oh, what fucking scam is this? Yeah. <laughs> because they're just like, we sell weed, you know, uh, so I like it didn't even give it a second look because I was like, that's obviously they a scam. told the police, don't enforce this. And the police were like, like five steps ahead of you, Sarge. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was <laughs> going to enforce anything. I was reading a thing about it and they said like, oh, I forget what agency it is in Albany sent them a, a cease and desist letter. <laughs> And they like sent it out to a few of these places and they all just threw these out because yeah. they were like, this agency has no legal authority. So, yeah, they can ask us to cease, but <laughs> we can say no. Right. And then they can't actually do anything. So anyway, that's uh, hey, if you're in New York and you want weed. Uh, the weird thing I, about. I guess, I guess it's about the same as it's always been. We're like, you can buy weed and you won't be sure what you're getting. Although yeah. I think a lot of these places do sell just like it's the package like, stuff that they can get. from. Yeah, yeah, it's like cheaper and easier for them to just be like, mm -hmm. yeah, we, you know, somebody sold us a bunch of stuff from California or whatever. So you didn't shit your pants at the planetarium? Why would I shit my pants? Because of all the weed, Tom. Weed doesn't make you shit your pants, when does you it? you get that kind of time, read the Maureen Dowd article. Oh, nah, did I don't she? think she shit her pants. <laughs> no, she just like freaked out and thought she was dying that yeah. I think thought she was Did dead. you ever think you were dying? No, I, I <laughs> was just very uncomfortable was mostly it. Where it's just like I really don't I I don't want to be like out anymore. I also don't want to be uh like this high anymore. Yeah, I know. I've read the copy a million times. Uh huh. If I got a suit at Suit Supply, mm -hmm. how long does it take for them to make it? At Suit Supply, you mean Indochino? Uh, Indochino. Boy, Tim, you're mentioning competitors. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I got two websites open right now. Um, but I'm listening to you also. I forget. I think like a month. No, so I probably can't do this before the wedding. Oh, maybe you can. Maybe you can uh, get them to put a express on it. Well, you tried to put the screws to them and being like, I read an ad for you on my podcast. Did yeah. that work? Uh, no. 
They told me I still have to come in for resizing. <laughs> like, we don't know your size, sir. Yeah. Anyway, Tim, speaking of tea, baby. Spill no, they the don't tea. say baby. They say daddy-o. You know what? Is that the only piece of uh, beatnik lingo you picked up, daddy-o? No, and they don't even say daddy-o. Here's the two things they say a lot in this book. Dig. And a racial slur that you're not allowed to say. <laughs> yeah. No, but dig. They, they say like dig in, I feel like a more uh, general way than, you know, because we still use that term today. Like, oh yeah, I really dig that. I really right. dig this. Yeah, I say it all the time. But I mean, yeah, it's not super common. But if I somebody, dig talking like that. Huh? If, but if somebody said it, you would know what they meant. Where this, it's more of a general, like, look at this. Like, they're always saying, like, hey, dig that over there. Oh, dig, like dig that I guy say this a lot, Tom. I say, hey, Tom, dig this. Yeah. Did you know the brain is 60% <laughs> fat? Tim, people haven't heard this epi- that episode yet. What do you mean, what episode are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. I'm just citing a fact. So that's the one thing they say. A lot. And then the other thing that uh, I noticed in the book, but then re- listening to a little bit of the audiobook, is um, Neil Cassidy, Dean Moriarty, says this a lot. Yes. Yes. Queen. Yes, Queen. Yes. Yes, Queen. It is because it's Y A S S. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he just says it fucking constantly about everything yeah yes where if somebody's you know telling him something instead of just like listening he has to say yes 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 and there's so many times where uh i yeah not all i don't think i've seen every episode but i've seen a lot of it what percentage of the (laughs) leads uh do you care for (laughs) um i like both leads oh I care for 50%. Okay. Yeah. The other 50% I can't stand. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Just moving on. Um, but yeah, so they say yes. Yes and yes a lot. Yeah. And it's very annoying. Uh, when we last left off, I think they were in California and now heading back east again. Um. Hell yeah, that's what we are. East Coast, baby. Yeah, horrible nausea possessed us in the morning. First thing Dean did was go out across the cornfield to see if a car would carry us east. I told him no, but he went anyway. He came back pale. Man, that's a detective's car. And every precinct in town knows my fingerprints from the year that I stole 500 cars. <laughs> you see what that's I... More than, that's more than a car a day. Yeah. You see what I do with them... I just want to ride, man. I got to go. Listen, we're going to wind up in jail if we don't get out of here this very instant. Well, there was, I I think it was like the chapter before, in like one night, he stole like five different cars. Like he kept stealing cars and like coming back, leaving with that car, coming back with a different car. Used to be easy. It's still easy. Uh, it's definitely way, I mean, there are better tools than there used to be, but like back then you didn't need a tool or anything. You just, I don't know, put two wires together. Put the key in and just drive away. Well, I think also like a lot of times these guys are like in the Midwest and stuff. And this is also like the late forties, early fifties. People are are probably leaving the the keys in the car and assuming there's not some maniac stealing the cars constantly. Uh, so they, I think they do steal a car. Oh, but now, uh, they go to another, uh, travel bureau cause they've got to get back East. Oh yeah. And remember I was explaining how those work as mm-hmm. like a carpool. Yeah. Well, they hit the jackpot this time. They get a tremendous offer. Somebody needs their 40, 1947 Cadillac limousine driven to Chicago. Hmm. So they don't. It's not the the owner. They don't care who drives it. Uh, <laughs> Some filthy yeah, beat. I guess not. Um, so the two of them take it along with like two other guys. But it's a limo. They could all just stretch out all they want. Yeah, I mean they love it. They're the you know they're they're driving it. Um, 
uh, yeah, uh, Neil Cassidy, Dean Moriarty. He like. Uh, uh, Did you start reading the original scroll again? No, but I was like looking up a bunch of stuff about Neil Cassidy and and you uh, didn't read the end and of Jack this Kerouac. Tim, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these these highlights. I was gonna say notes. I was gonna lie. <laughs> highlights. Uh, fuck you, because I read it even though yeah, I didn't really care word. for it. <laughs> um. So yeah, you keep like calling a character a name that he's not called in the book. I know, but I'm confused, man. I can't <laughs> dig it. Uh, uh, Neil's just like going out, and uh, I'll, I'll call him Dean. He's just going out and like you know. Like, oh, I'm going to use this car to, like, pick up women constantly. Um, they went to a parking lot in broad daylight, parked near the brick wall at the back, a lot Dean had once worked, uh, and there he claims he made it with her in nothing flat. Not only that, but he but persuaded her to follow us east as soon as she had her pay on Friday. Uh, she agreed to come. Her name is Beverly. Uh, 30 minutes and Dean roared back to positive the girl at her hotel with kisses, farewells, promises, and zoomed. Uh, I don't know why I had that part highlighted, but now they're, they're driving. Dean's a ladies man. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, he's also a, a a bit of a girl's man. (laughs) Uh, so, which I'll get to. They take that limousine by some junior proms. Not even. Um, so they're, they're drive to, uh, not two miles out of Denver. Uh, oh, that's where they are. They're in Denver and they're heading to Chicago. The speedometer broke because Dean was pushing well over 110 miles an hour. This isn't a fucking limousine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're, he's just driving 110 miles an hour the whole time. Um, what, what do I have highlight here? Oh, but then like the car breaks down uh, and a farmer helps him out. Uh, but they the, can't sleep with his daughter. Well, the farmer charges five dollars. His daughter's watching the rain. The prettiest, shyest one hid back in the field to watch, and she had good reason because she was absolutely and finally the most beautiful girl Dean and I had ever saw in our lives. She was about sixteen and had plains complexion like wild roses, and the bluest eyes, the most lovely hair, and the modesty and quickness of a wild antelope. She was about 16. We'll say 16. We'll say 16. So she was 13 or 14 probably. Um, And that's so there's there's like a lot of that in these chapters. A lot of the two of them eyeing up at the very least eyeing up and occasionally also having sex with. Like very young, cool. Uh, hey, it's a classic. Not Tom. women, girls. Yeah, and it's like, look, I know it was a different time. It wasn't that fucking you made, different. Uh, finger air quotes. <laughs> yeah, because it it wasn't that different. There was still a like, again, if you're still wrong. Yeah, if you were like, it was a the different- consequences weren't as great, but uh, yeah. it was wrong. If if you were like, oh, it was a different time, and this was like a seventeen-year-old girl, okay. But like in some of these cases, like I don't think some of these girls had like even been through puberty yet. These looked like girls, right. not women. There's no okay, bad guys. Bad guys. These guys, and I mean, and the weird thing is. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't around in the 40s and 50s. There's no, <laughs> there's no, like I'm, I'm giving hypothetical excuses, quote unquote, for them. Yeah, you've been, you've been trying to <laughs> justify their actions. But the thing is, they don't give any excuses. There's no like, uh, like no, they're they're like fine with it. It was different times in that there weren't consequences for it. it I think that, that's that it basically bad. what it is. He that, wrote about it in a book, yeah. <laughs> in an acclaimed book <laughs> that then went on to sell millions of yeah. copies. It's your favorite book, from what I understand. <sighs> um, <laughs> you angrily took a sip well, of your. So beer. then he talks about. Uh, uh, we had it. Uh, th- they were like racing some Buick. 
And then they finally get to see who this guy is and says, he seemed to be some kind of Chicago hipster traveling with a woman old enough to be and probably actually was his mother. It's like, so what? She was 25. Is that what was so? Because there's old enough to be appropriate for him to be with. Yeah. I mean, there's never, I mean, that's also like, I don't know. I've driven a car with my mom in it. Doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. they think cars are just for having sex with minors uh, in. Uh, but I was going to say that that's the other thing. As far as I can recall from this book, I don't recall either of them like getting together with and making it with anyone remotely close to their age. It's always teenagers. Right. Uh, and again, how old are they? And again, young teenagers. Uh, at this point, they are not that young, like mid-20s, late-20s. If you had said they were 15, I would have been like, hey, Tom, lighten up. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they race across. They they get to Denver. Um, they go out, you know. Oh, it says here they go to, they go to Hoochie Coochie joints and hear the bop. <laughs> that's cool they talk about bop records a lot yeah, here. let's go to the hop oh baby let's, let's go, go to... no they're talking about bop bebop they don't clarify they just they're they're really I had a, a dr- an instructional drum book called the art of bop drumming well these guys would have dig that man yeah they would have heard you drumming along to that little little Tim learning the drums and said, "Yes, yes." Then they yes, would said, queen. "How old are you? Are you fourteen or fifteen? Because if you so, we'd like friends. to have sex with you." <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, now they take a bus to. De- they drop off the car. They take a bus to Detroit. Uh, but their money is running low and Dean's thumb bandage was almost black as coal and all unrolled. By the way, Yuck. that's like, I feel like the last reference we get to what's going on with, uh, with Dean's thumb. And we don't know if like it eventually just falls off or just loosens. Uh, yeah. No. Um, so they, uh, they, they, they stay up in an all night movies on Skid Row because it was too cold for the park. I guess there were all there were like twenty four hour movie theaters in Detroit in Skid Row. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they was like hung out there, but then they like fell asleep and they got like thrown out. And it's like, well, what's the? Isn't that kind of the idea if you're running an all night movie theater that sometimes people can uh, can sleep in there? That's uh, like uh, yeah, okay. Uh, then they got a new car and they went to New York. Um, uh, same thing through like a travel bureau. Uh, and you know, they're just acting like maniacs in a matter of days. Um, oh, I think this is about Dean. Um, he, he, now he's like getting divorce papers drawn up, uh, for his third wife, I think. It's very confusing because he's uh, uh, constantly going back to wives, divorcing yeah. wives. Not only that, but a few months later, Camille gave birth. This is after. This he- is the thing. This doesn't seem important at all. No. Is there anything in the like? <laughs> nope. This book seems to be a whole bunch of details. Yeah. That when you zoom out, it's just like, oh, broadly. Yeah. This is the scumbag life that these guys are. If I didn't it, like, know doesn't... better, I would say I would imagine this was written by a scumbag uh, while he was on speed in one <laughs> long writing session. But you ever do that, like where you're reading something and you're reading it close? Because, like, I think we're accustomed to like really wanting to like understand everything. Well, yeah, we're booksmen. We're booksmen, but like, then you try to then you like start to understand like. It doesn't matter if I keep track of which wife <laughs> he's going to. Things, yeah. Like, I'm not going to get anything I out get of this. I get the general idea. He's that got this a lot guy's... of wives. He's having sex with teenagers. He's going back to some of them sometimes, and then like leaving out the bathroom window or whatever. Yeah. Like the thing that I need to know about this asshole is that he's an asshole. <laughs> right. Um, and like generally, this is how. Like, I feel like you don't have to track every little. 
piece of it, right? It's all... um, Yeah, and I don't even know how good of a job Jack Kerouac's doing, like, kind of keeping track of... I think, actually, a decent... I mean, that might be up to the editor, that the editor is like, hey, so you, like, mention this wife, and then we never hear about that again, and he's like, oh, right, sorry, I wrote this whole thing on speed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll go back and, and add this detail. Um, so with one illegitimate child in the West somewhere, Dean then had four little ones and not a cent and was all troubles and ecstasy and speed as ever. So we didn't go to Italy. They were going to go to Italy. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, this is the next part. He lived with, uh, Inez. Cause he had four kids, but <laughs> wasn't going to do anything about it. No, like- he had four kids, three, uh, one current wife, two ex-wives. Yeah. Uh, he lived with Inez, that's his current wife, in a cold water flat in the East 80s. I I was trying to figure out, do you think a cold water flat is just like uh, an apartment that doesn't have hot water? It's I like guess. it has running water, but not hot water. That I makes guess. sense, right? That had to Maybe. have been a thing at a, at a certain point, like cheap, like, hey, th- this building doesn't have hot water, but it's cheaper than one with hot water. His hot water. A cold water flat is an apartment that has no running hot water. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, I know. I'm just... Um, <laughs> well, thank you, you for... You're, you're like, oh, I imagine, and then you went into a whole fucking speech. Yeah. I just looked it up, and you're you're right. Well, sometimes you don't have to I know. You don't up. have to show your work. <laughs> this is what I'm saying about the book, too. You don't have to... like. He doesn't have to you know, enumerate everything, or we don't have to track every detail yes. of Dean Moriarty's... Um, scumbag life you don't have to go through your whole thought process of uh, cold water flats when he came home at night he took off all his clothes and put on a a hip length chinese silk jacket that's cool and sat in his well hip length well wait till you hear more and sat in his easy chair to smoke a water pipe loaded with tea this also made me wonder how many like, you know, knuckleheads in the 50s and early 60s read this and were like, Yo, you can smoke tea <laughs> and tried smoking tea. Um, I, don't know. I, I mean, Tim, we know dude, people that, that read the Anarchist Cookbook and tried to smoke banana leaves or banana peels. Yeah. Who did I tell recently that uh, you can get high with banana peels? <laughs> Some kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, friends of ours. I was Robbie and Colleen. They were talking about uh, banana peel bacon they had somewhere. And it's like, oh. did they get you high? You should have smoked them. Yeah. And they were like, you could get high off banana peels. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, man. And tea. Um, and tea. Hibiscus. Yeah, the good stuff. I'd um, smoke tea and see what happened. Like real tea. I bet it would burn. I bet it would just not yeah. be good. Um. Yeah, so then uh, they they hang out. They you know they're driving around. They're hanging out. Um, they they like go to this place. <laughs> they go to a, a place in Denver where there's uh, like ex cons. There's like a jail, and uh, it says all of Larimer Street was overrun with ex cons trying to sell their prison spun suits. It's like, what? Huh? Who wants to buy a prison suit? <laughs> you get to take the suit with you? I don't think you get to anymore. I mean, that would be cool, like a nice souvenir, but I don't think so. They just... <laughs> I think they're interested in making it nice for you. <laughs> when you go to prison, uh-huh. and this isn't, look, this isn't funny, but like you go, you show up in street clothes, mm-hmm. they take them and they give you a prison uniform, right? Yeah. Um. Do they just have like racks, like dry cleaners for when you, when you're being discharged, discharged? Is that the right word? Um, Where there's like, yeah, you're being released where it's like, did you save your ticket? Because we need the the uniform back. They they put it all uh, in like a bag or a basket or like a Tupperware, like all your belongings, you know, like your wallet. Well, I know like- when you I don't when think you go to jail, launder your stuff for you. No, when you go to jail, that's one thing, right? But yeah. I'm talking when, when you, when you jail, show up to prison. If when you went to jail and they took your clothes and gave you a uniform, and they were like, 
the good news is we're going to wash uh, the clothes you're wearing uh, for 10 years from now when you get out. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you saying? I know, like, jail. like But when they when you show up at prison, they're probably like, don't bring a wallet with you. Like, dude, I don't know. We're not going to hold on to your wallet. Yeah. I mean, they but will, also, like, but I think they probably tell you, like, don't bring anything with you. You don't have to. Also, the way these places run, I can't imagine, like, all right, 16 years later, we kept track of all this stuff for you. Yeah. And here it oh, is. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, if, if you are leaving and you're like, hey, I left. I mean, I think they give you- <laughs> I showed up in a Versace <laughs> suit. I mean, they, they I'm, I believe they do, at least at some prisons, like itemize what you're leaving with them. Right. But I doubt you have much recourse if something yeah. isn't there when you're leaving. Right. I bet they're like, oh, your watch is missing? Oh, well. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Like, what if it's like, out, oh, there's nothing form. here for you? Oh, like, there's just Like, nothing? what do you wear from? I think they'll probably give you, like, uh, uh, sweatpants and, a t- and like, a white T-shirt, probably, right, okay. and just be like, and there you go, on your way. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think also... Probably a lot of prison releases. I mean, I guess it depends on where you are. But, like, I imagine, like, federal penitentiaries where you're, like, in the middle of nowhere. It's probably also, like, and you need to arrange. uh, Like, we don't want you just fucking loitering around outside. Like, you need to arrange for somebody to pick you up. Or there's, you know, a service that will take you to, you know, the nearest city or whatever. Okay. Look, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't yeah. even asking that funny. But I just don't know the logistics. No, of I. I think if you don't have clothes, they'll probably give you a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt and maybe mm. a sweatshirt if it's cold out, and that's that's it. That's what you leave in. Okay, back to on the road. Let's back get to- back on the road. Uh, so Jack and Dean or uh, Sal and Dean yeah. are. So basically, uh. Again, I like don't have that many notes for for towards the end because like cuz it's I think what I was saying it's just the same shit. Yeah, it's just kind it's of the just, same uh, shit. It's like, like they, a, it's like impressionistic almost, right? Yeah, like they go places, they try and have sex with children and then uh they they either do or don't and then one of them causes problems and they go somewhere else. Um, and then finally, like the book kind of ends with them going again, it's kind of like a very lame ending cause it's them going to Mexico and basically being like, yes, this, this is the end of the book. Yes. Yes. This is what we've been after. This is, you know, the promised land. And really all it is, is that when they get to Mexico, everything's cheap. <laughs> Because, right. like, the dollar is very strong versus the peso. Right. So there's, like, like a solid page of this book just devoted to, like, how much cigarettes are, how much beer is. <laughs> like, just kind of running down. In these days of runaway inflation, Tom. Yeah, that's all right, true. It, it turns into a freaking fantasy novel for I'm that go- page. I'm going to Mexico City in November. Yeah. So are maybe you I'll Mexico bring you back City some beer and cigarettes. 1958. <laughs> Um, so it's them going down there and basically thinking it's them going down there and being fucking tourists and thinking they've like somehow figured it all out because they're like, look at, Hey, dig these people. Like they don't have a care in the world. You know, they, I, they're driving through Texas eventually to get to Mexico city. So I guess like on the way there, they're going through like some poorer parts Where, yeah, people are like farmers and stuff, and they're like, look at this. Like, they've got it figured out. And meanwhile, these people are just looking at them like, huh? (laughs) Like, uh, uh, leave us alone. (laughs) Go away. Uh, Please don't steal my car. (laughs) Yeah, there is a part. I mean, and in Mexico, like I have highlighted here, 16-year-old, 15-year-old, um... Uh, there's one part where they're like, I don't know, at a farm or something and they see these beautiful 11 year olds and he like remarks about how like it's kind of strange that they aren't attracted to them (laughs) because they're just like so beautiful that they're not even like sexually attractive. Not, not because they're fucking 11 years old. Right. 
Like, fuck these guys. Fuck both of these old shitheads who are dead now. Um, and that's how the book ends. They're dead? Wait, the, lament, it ends with them lamenting that uh, they're not sexually attracted to 11-year-olds? <laughs> no, it, it, it just kind of, like, whimpers out with them, like, mm-hmm. in Mexico, I think, and just like, yep, we've got to figure... Actually, I think maybe at the end, Jack goes back to New York and, like... I don't know. Yeah, it's like he goes back to New York. I forget if it's somebody he already knew or somebody he got with and, and you know, marries or whatever, and he's happy with happily ever after type thing. Oh, good. Except good for not. Sal Paradise. Here's the thing. Dean Moriarty died at 41. Good. Uh, and uh, Sal Paradise, Jack Kerouac, died at 47. And um, Dean... Died Neil Cassidy in Mexico. Actually, he was there for a wedding, and apparently, I, I forget what it was he was on, but I think it was like a barbiturate. Uh, and I, he just like I don't know if the wedding was over or something, but he like went to walk home and he just like left, and he was only wearing like a t-shirt and shorts. And eventually, I don't know if he passed out or went to sleep, but it was freezing. And he died. And dumb it, man died in a dumb way. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of don't know, like, if it was the drugs that killed him. Uh, I think one of his wives thinks it was kidney failure. Uh, Again, like everything else in this book, doesn't matter. Yeah, or if it was just like exposure to the yeah, elements. And either that's way, how he died. Any um, of those ways, like, it would make sense, and it doesn't matter which. And I watched a interview. Uh, uh, that Jack Kerouac was on when he was 46, so a year before he died. And Tim, I I just turned 41. I think I look okay for 41. 41? <laughs> yeah, it's shocking. That's depressing. You thought I was 20. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, Jack Kerouac at 46, he looked like he was 66. He looked like absolute shit. Um. And what's actually kind of interesting about both these guys, I mean, I'm not, Neil Cassidy is kind of more like anecdotal, um, but Jack Kerouac, like, and even in this interview, basically both these guys that lived these lives, uh, once they got into their 30s, told anyone who would listen, hey, that was a bad idea. (laughs) Don't live like me. I think especially because like this book took off. Right. So hard, and so many people idolize. Is it romanticized everything? Yeah, it romanticized yeah. everything. And <laughs> don't it, trust my book. And well, I think it was more like I wrote that when I was young and stupid, and you know, it made everything sound great. But uh, you know, I I I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't know if he. I don't want to put words in a pedophile's mouth. <laughs> if uh, if he had said like you know, I left parts out that you know things weren't so great. But uh, but he like returned kind of to Catholicism towards the end of his life. Oh, cool. But um, <laughs> that'll get the pedophile <laughs> pedophilia out of you. Yeah. Hey, if there's one thing Catholicism won't. Won't tolerate in the sixties. It's pedophilia, but um, but yeah, I mean, he he died at forty seven. Uh, the the thinking is that he was uh, you know, uh, was just such a you know so much hard living that um, he had all these problems that you know he maybe didn't know about. Uh, kidney problems and stuff. And uh, he got into a fight at a bar and died the next day. And uh, I mean, how reformed I are mean, you? I mean, this is he's 47 oh, in that picture. <laughs> right? Let me, oh, and also in this interview, he's like very noticeably drunk. So, like, oh, yeah. He, I'll, I'll put uh, a link to this. Uh, he reformed interview. and was like, not uh, he was really drunk and got into a fist fight at a bar at age 47. What 47 years? Well, and that's the thing, too. They were like, you know, he was in like his hometown getting into fights at yeah. bars, you know, at, and it's like a bar I'm sure he was at every night. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, not not a great uh, end. To... He looks like Jerry Lewis when Jerry Lewis was like eighty. Eighty, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm saying, Tim, you know, the, uh, he I, just looks different I, back then, though. Eh, this is beyond that. Again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but this guy looks more than six years older than me. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry, five years older than me, right yeah. there. Um. So, yeah, I mean, towards the end of their lives, it doesn't sound like they were necessarily repentant. Oh, but I was going to say with Neil Cassidy, uh, you know, there are people that said like that they met him and they were like, oh, man, like on the road and like your other stuff. It's so great. Like I'm living my life that way. And he was like, don't don't. That was a big mistake. I forget there was there was some quote. Where like somebody was telling me is like I have nothing to show for for that except for three broken marriages and four fucked up kids. Hmm. Like don't don't do what I've done. A lot of other fucked up kids. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's on the road. I you know it is the the prose is good. Okay. The what about s- the cons? Just kidding. <laughs> Like Jack Kerouac was definitely a very good uh, writer in some ways, in, in in very important ways, in you know describing things uh, like <laughs> the sexual characteristics <laughs> of children. No, but like you know, even in thinking like, man, Neil Cassie is a real piece of shit. It's like I get that because of how Jack Kerouac painted him, right? As a real piece of shit, and like I said, some of the some parts of this book, I I really liked, and you know, I'm I'm hesitant to even say that I didn't like this book because weird. Well, because it's like I hated these two characters, but they're ultimately characters, and yeah. and we don't know how much is true and how much is you know made up in this. I think it's pretty close to the truth, but. But, you know, it's like just looking at this objectively, you know, uh, without like judging who these people are, just like, how is this book? Is this book entertaining? Uh, But like I said, it's not entertaining. It's a very well. The prose is very well written. The actual like arc of it is just all over the place. Yeah. But again, I think that's kind of, you know, it's the beat generation. It's, you know, hey man, it's just free form. And yeah, it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. And and it doesn't necessarily doesn't mean you have to put up with it. Well, and also it's like, hey man, it's just it's free form. It's like eh, it, it's a guy writing on speed. <laughs> just just cataloging that's not a few writing. years. That's typing. Exactly. Uh, who said that? Truman? Capote. Capote. Uh, oh, it's Capote? It's I've Capote. Been, I've been mispronouncing yeah. it this whole time. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I, you know, I'm not, and I, I know people have left comments that, like, they love this book. I'm not judging anybody that, that loves this book. If you love this book, I'm not here yucking yeah, anybody's yum. I'm just, I'm just judging the characters in this book. Exactly. Be, and, like, I haven't read this book. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm judging you, your telling I'm not it. saying if you like this book, you're like these bad men. You can read something about bad men and still uh, yeah. like Tim. You, I mean, you always talk about how your favorite movie's The Joker. Yeah, and that's about a bad man, uh, if I may say, a twisted man. And the only movies you'll watch are movies produced by the Weinstein Company and Miramax. Yeah, and it's like let's just let art be art, okay? Yeah. Let's put everything aside. Let's put these. These guys mildly upset that they can't, they're not attracted to 11 year olds. You're uh, always like, hey, do you want to come over for a Roman Polanski film fest? <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is interesting. Like, uh, you know, th- I don't want to get into like society and stuff. But there, <laughs> no. Get into society, man. It's the beatniks. But I was. But there's everything's so confusing right now. You know, there's so many extreme takes all over the place. But I feel like this is one of those things where it's like 
our generation and Gen X and Gen Z, like I feel like this is something we can My all generation Gen Z. <laughs> we can all look at this like boomer stuff and be like, yeah, fuck these guys. These guys were fucked up. And that's not like a political like, oh, we're going to cancel Jack yeah. Kerouac now. It's like, you know what? This isn't that good of a book. And even if it was, it wouldn't excuse how these people live their lives. Right. And and again, I think I but I find it fascinating that, you know, they died not old, but just like broken men physically and mentally. Uh, And and it's crazy to me that so many boomers, you know, because this book didn't get published till I think like eight years later. Mm-hmm. So I think it got published in 58 and uh, Kerouac died in 69 and uh, the year, not the position. And, uh, you know, in that time in 69 with an 11 <laughs> in that time, you know, this became a fucking Bible to a lot of people. Yeah. This was it. This was how you should live your life, man. You know, fuck what society wants. Just go out on the road. Just, you know, uh, uh, just just go out and, and experience life, live life. And like, oh, all these other people, they're not experiencing life. They're working jobs and having sex with adults. And uh, we look down on them because we're beats and we're we're going to we're we're really doing it. And it's like. And both these guys, for both of them to be like, yeah, I'm in my 40s and fucking on death's door. This was, and not only like physically, also like a lot of people don't want anything to do with me because of how I live my life. My kids hate me because I abandoned them. What I like about this narrative, Tom, Uh is that I often feel like, um, not that I want, that I think I should have been like doing the things that these fucking degenerates were doing. Yeah. But like I in my twenties I kinda squandered the opportunity I had to be irresponsible. Yeah. Um but it's cool that like I don't look like I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> right. And like hopefully knock on wood won't die next year like <laughs> Dean Moriarty. Yeah. Um, or like in a couple of years, like Jack Kerouac did. Yeah. So, no. Maybe I I don't feel so bad that I uh, didn't just, like, fucking go for it in my 20s. I think that's the only thing that really kind of pisses me off is that, about this book, is that I've never heard of it as, like, yeah, it's a book with, like, some, yeah, some of it's, like, fun and funny and there are adventures but like ultimately it's kind of a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. Like I've only heard of it is like, man, this is the manual for life. This is how people should be. Well, you got to hang out with better people. And I like wonder both how the of movie them playing, do you think them, the movie is, is going to be at all critical of, Oh yeah. I, my guess would be that they just kind of gloss over that. They like romanticize something that's already been romanticized and just kind of don't address any, any of the like fucked up things that that happened because again I've never I think they're making this movie for people that I mean first off I don't think this movie did very well but I think they made this movie for people that would see it on a <laughs> on a but movie how do you get Kiki Dunst and Steve Buscemi to participate because I think a lot of people do you know like these writers and and uh you know think this is a very influential work and i think they made this movie probably for people that w- would see it on a marquee and be like i've always wanted to read on the road but now i don't have to i can just see a movie so i think they probably just glossed over a lot of the <coughs> more problematic parts well we will see i mean again the the you know the the pedophilia is the <laughs> Number one. That's the mo- sticking point for most me. Most problematic well, yeah. part. Dean being like a shitty husband and father. It's like, okay, that don't do that, but that's not illegal. Right. Um, 
And so I imagine like some of that stuff's in the movie probably still softened a little bit because we'll like see. it um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really, pay to speculate at this yeah, point. Yeah, because you can't really We're gonna watch it. Portray uh what some of the how some of these guys lived and make them still like sympathetic characters. Um you can watch this on nightflightplus.com. Oh, okay. uh, that's free. usually where I watch most movies. Yeah. I've got the movie. I'll give it to you. Or you can rent it. Tom, there comes a time where you have to stop stealing things. It's a Blu-ray, Tim, and I paid for it. I can show you the receipt. Okay. Um, You're a clear Dean Moriarty. <laughs> yes. You stole 500 Blu-rays last year, yes. didn't you? <laughs> um. So yeah, I I don't know. Like, uh, I'm glad I read it because now I'm glad to like have read something that you know is held up as like one of the great works of American liter literature. Um, but uh, but like, boy, you like the prose, didn't like the bros. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's like prototypical frat guys are are the are these two guys. And they're thinking like, oh, we went we went on like an excursion to Mexico. So we're like really doing it, man. I mean, it's like 60 years. People are going to be um, listening to this and they're going to be like, uh, you know, they're going to be doing whatever the next thing is. Like, yeah, not podcasting, whatever. Uh-huh. And comment in there. And be like, we, we went through every episode of books, the <laughs> podcast, and they're going to be like. This guy thought it was cool to take an edible and go to a natural history museum. What a fucking scumbag. Yeah, what a scumbag. Oh, yeah, the show was hilarious and entertaining, but these guys were real we, fucking pieces of shit. Built, the big guy, not so much the little and we guy. we built statues for these men? <laughs> Unbelievable. And multiple movies about them? I... I, I I think I'd multiple rather... X-rated movies about these men and their <laughs> oh, exploits. Um, no, I mean, and that was also the thing. Like that's why I kind of shied away from my critique about how like boring and mundane a lot of it is. Because I was like, yeah, glass houses. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're when he's like transcribing their like dumb conversations. It's like, oh, all right, that I can't really critique. Did you read along? Sound off in the comments. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And hey, if you think we're wrong, like again. I mean, I haven't said anything except responded to the information. You pedophilia that you... was wrong. If you think pedophilia is right. No, if, if you like this book, like again, I'm not I'm not judging you. I want to hear. I, I legitimately want to hear uh, what you think about like those aspects of it because I, I i'm sure there are people that are like oh yeah those two guys are scumbags but i like i this is my right. favorite book because x i think it would have been different like there's that movie that tim heidecker made oh um, the comedian the yeah. comedy right the comedy it was like and it's about a real piece of shit yeah but he wasn't like this is what I did. <laughs> right. This is what me, Tim Heidecker, this was my life. Yeah. It was like, no, it's a character Yeah, because I remember when that movie came out, like a lot of people were mad. And it was like, no, th- this is not a character that he's like holding up. Like, Right. I think part of it for me is that like Jack Harrow is like, no, this is what we did. This is a true story. We yeah. did this. And now I'm telling you and it's shitty. But anyway, Tom. Well, and again, he didn't. It sounds like they didn't tell people like you should all do this. But a lot of people did right. think I should do this, and hopefully, they just took the like I should go on a road trip, not yeah. some of the other parts. Hey. And that's how we got the classic film Road Trip. Sound off in the comments. Do you like Road Trip starring Breck and Meyer and no, Tom just Green? Stick to the book. Amy Smart. Who else was in that movie? Stifler. Oh, Siri thought you said Stifler. (laughs) Stifler thought you said Siri. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. Um, We'll see you next week.